Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, May the 25th, 2022. It is currently 3.21 p.m. Central Time. On May the 14th, 2022, a mass shooting occurred in Buffalo, New York, United States at a Topps Friendly Market store, a a supermarket in the East Side neighborhood. Ten black people were killed and three other people were injured. The shooter live-streamed the attack on Twitch. The accused identified and I will not give the individual's name, was taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder. The accused shooter reported to have written a manifesto describing himself as a white supremacist and an ethno-national motivated to commit political violence. He voiced support for the far-right Great Replacement Conspiracy Theory in the context of a white genocide. The attack has been described as an act of domestic terrorism and the incident is being investigated as racially motivated. Now, you're probably very familiar with that. Again, that was May the 14th, 2022. Mass shooting occurred in Buffalo, New York. Ten black people were killed. Three other people were injured. These people were killed because of their skin color. These people were killed because of their race. Another mass shooting in the United States of America occurred, and this one based on racism. Horrible, horrific, disgusting. It should make you angry. It should bother you. It should make you sad. It should make you depressed. Another shooting. That, again, was on May the 14th, 2022. Now, while people were still trying to process that, while families were still grieving that, while many was watching and hearing all of the discussion and all of the back and forth happening on social media and in news coverage and on podcasts and hearing all of this discussions and everyone putting in their two cents, while that was still, in a sense, we were still trying to get past that, well, on May the 24th, 2022, This occurred. (sighs) There have not been many days darker in this country than on a December day back in 2012 when we learned that a shooting in Newtown, Connecticut had killed 28 people. And as a country, we had seen mass shootings before. We'd even seen some terrible school shootings. But we had never seen someone show up to an elementary school and target small children one after the other. That was the moment that was supposed to change everything. But here we are, nearly 10 years later, and yesterday afternoon, this was the scene in the small town of Uvalde, Texas. Firemen need to respond to South Grove and Mill Street to establish a perimeter for the EMS and Uvalde PD. This is a town right between San Antonio and the U.S.-Mexico border. And as information began to come out from the authorities, we learned that several children had been shot inside an elementary school. And as the day went on, it became clear that that shooting at Sandy Hook is really the only thing comparable in terms of scope. First, I, I want to tell you that, that what happened uh, in Uvalde is a horrific tragedy uh, that cannot be tolerated. By the end of the day, we learned that at least 
21 people had been killed at this school. Two of them were teachers. The rest of them were little girls and boys. There's 19 children as of right now that are deceased, two adults, two of those are teachers from this school. So today, in a special edition of Start Here, that is what we're going to be talking about, this unspeakable act that has now left at least 19 children dead and leaves a nation asking why it just seems so powerless to prevent another tragedy just like this. 19 children murdered just a few days before school was going to be out for the summer. If you've not looked at the photographs of the children who were killed, you should take some time to find them. It shows them, you know, playing, you know, uh, with a baseball bat and a baseball uniform. You know, she didn't want to go to school uh, that day. Well, she ended up killed. A uh, little boy all excited for the summer to start swimming. And you just see the pictures of them in their, you know, normal life. And yesterday they go to school. And they will never go home. There's reports of uh, what it sounded like as the parents were waiting and got news that their children had been killed. There were screams, agonizing, horrible screams of parents finding out that their child was dead. May the, May the 14th, 2022, mass shooting, Buffalo, New York, based off racism. May the 24th, 2022, and 18, uh, a, a young person walks into an elementary school, kills little kids. What, what, what can be said? I don't know. I don't know. I know this, that I have been depressed, angry, mad about the entire situation. But in between, in between these two mass shootings, so May the 14th, mass shooting racism, May the 24th shooting, we don't really know yet the motivation, but it goes in and kills all of these little kids and just just guns them down. Horrible, just, I mean, these little kids are just, they're gone. They're just gone. You're 10 years old, nine years old, just gone. I, I, I don't even have words. I, I can't even, I can't even try. I can try to be articulate. I can try to be poetic, but it would not do justice to the absolute horror of what has occurred. But in between these two shootings, in between these two shootings, something else happened. Something else that you may not see as related, but sometimes from a Christian theological perspective, when we see tragedy in the world, right? When we see horrible evil and tragedy in the world, we sit there and go, man, the world is an evil place. The world is so messed up. And somehow we perceive that, you know, what the world needs is Christianity. What the world needs is, is the church. What the world needs is what we have. So in between May the 14th and May the 24th, on May the 22nd, 2022, so not directly in between, but 
that happens in between chronologically. So May the 14th, shooting in Buffalo. May the 24th, shooting here in Texas. On May the 22nd, a report is released about the Southern Baptist Convention. And and it deals with sexual assault, sexual abuse, and it is horrific. It is horrible. So while there's this horrible evil and tragedy happening in the world, right in between those tragedies, well, the news comes out, the report is released that definitely doesn't show Christianity or, or the church in anything but a horrific, horrible light. In fact, the story would have probably gotten more attention if it wasn't for the horrible tragedy that occurred here in Texas. Here's a little information that we have about the report. For decades, a handful of leaders in the nation's largest Protestant denomination treated sexual abuse survivors as enemies of the church denied responsibility for the actions of local churches and downplayed the number of sexual abuse cases in those churches, all in the name of protecting the institution, according to our report released on May the 22nd, 2022. So you got you had a mass shooting dealing with racism. You have a mass shooting where young children are slaughtered. And then some, in between that, we have the largest Protestant denomination. I know they don't like to refer to themselves as a denomination, but a convention. The largest Protestant convention, whatever they want to refer to themselves as. A report comes out that's absolutely devastating, absolutely sickening to read, absolutely horrific. So, so we can't look to the world and say, what you need is the church when the church is completely and utterly a mess. I mean, this report is horrible. The report, conducted by a third-party investigation firm, Guidepost Solutions, and it was made public by the Southern Baptist Convention's Sex Abuse Task Force, reveals a callous disregard for abuse survivors and a relentless commitment to protect the denomination from liability. A relentless commitment, not to the gospel, relentless commitment, not to ministry, relentless commitment, not to shepherding, relentless commitment, not to doctrine, not to theology, but to protecting the denomination from any liability. Because major churches and major denominations are nothing more than businesses. That is the reality of it. You can say whatever you want, but that's the way it works. Protect the bottom line. Move up the chain. Get, gain some political power. Make sure I leave a small church to go to a bigger church so I can get a bigger name. It's all about it. It's just a business. It's politics. And well, that's what we find. Guidepost Solutions found that the SBC leaders were all, were well aware of abuse cases in the church and even compiled a list of offenders, but took no steps to find out if the alleged abusers remained in ministry, instead focused on protecting the SBC from liability. In service of this goal, survivors and others were, were reported who reported abuse were ignored, disbelieved, or met with constant refrain from the SBC uh, met with constant refrain that the SBC could take no action due to its um, 
to, to its uh, policy regarding church autonomy. Even if it meant that convicted molesters continued in ministry with no notice or warning to their church, current church or congregation, investig- investigators wrote. So, so they had to, because we've got a certain system in place, we've got, we've got to protect the system. The report also details graphic allegations of sexual assault by former SBC president and longtime megachurch pastor Johnny Hunt. The, estivate, the investigators determined those allegations were credible despite Hunt's denials. Oh, but it gets worse if you continue to read uh, the report. Let me just give you one example that was report. Another victim was repeatedly sexually assaulted by an SBC pastor starting at the age of 14. When one assault led to her pregnancy, she was forced to apologize in front of the church, but forbidden to mention the father. The pastor went on to serve at another Southern Baptist church, and when the individual, when the woman reached out to the uh, to the ex- executive committee, her entreaties were ignored and invaded for years until a Houston Chronicle investigation three years ago. And then you could just read all of the report and everything in it. It is horrible. It is disgusting. It should anger you. And just the fact that it falls in between these two mass shootings, to me, it's like, here's the world. It's falling apart. It's unraveling murder, death, destruction, all of the things that constantly are going on in the world. But in the meantime, there's the church utterly covering up horrific sexual abuse. A 14-year-old girl is sexually assaulted, and then she has to apologize to the congregation? I mean, how do, you, how do you even wrap your mind around it? How do you even process it? I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I literally don't know what to say. Now, what I've watched is, is well, about all of these stories is, what I have heard and what I've been able to, to see, I, I, I have not had access to as much as I would like over the last couple of days, but everything that I've heard and seen has just been it, typical. Everyone taking sides, accusations, foolishness, politics, throwing out little cliches. It's just been an, a complete exercise in a, I don't horrific response. It's just been ungodly and it's been sad. There have been those who, who, I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying it's just, there's been too much of the wrong kind of response. This is where everyone just, everyone needs to stop and think. That's all I can say. So I just wanted to, this afternoon, just to put down a couple of things. I got five things I wrote down. And these five things are going to offend everyone but they have to be said. All right, we have we have two mass shootings. We have who knows how many victims of sexual assault and abuse do, that happened within the SBC. We have the SBC who covered it up. So a lot of a lot of victims. A lot of family members of those victims. And you know what we get over and over and over again whenever some tragedy happens. We get the, the, it's almost like the built-in cliche, thoughts and prayers. Our thoughts and prayers, our thoughts 
and prayers, our thoughts and prayers. Can we please stop saying that? Can we stop saying thoughts and prayers? Someone who just lost their child, who's like nine years old, eight years old, 10 years old, killed in a mass shooting. Your thoughts and prayers, what, what, what is that going to do for them? And don't you just see the, the issue it's going to raise? So you, thoughts and prayers, where, so you're going to pray to the God who did not intervene to stop my child from being murdered, and now you're going to pray to him to do what for me? Right? Don't you understand just how utterly foolish we look? How, how that, that's not the time to say anything? Oh, you, if you want to pray for them, pray for them. Just shut up and don't tell everyone what you're doing. Just be quiet. If you can help the person, if you can offer any kind of help, help. Not with words and with actions. Don't, don't, as Christians, look to the women who've been sexually assaulted or abused within the church and say, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Just stop. Just be quiet. Can we just stop it? I, I don't remember. There was a, a politician. I don't remember um, who it was, but he, was, he had some strong words about thoughts and prayers. I can't repeat what he said because there, there was some strong language used, but he, he had reached his breaking point. Everyone's tired of hearing it. But over and over, Christians look, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts. And... Their ch- your children are dead. How many, after every mass shooting, thoughts and prayers, Sandy Hook, thoughts and prayers, 10 years later, Texas, thoughts, or 10 years later, Buffalo. I mean, well, all the shootings that have occurred since Sandy Hook, we could just go through all of them. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, another shooting, 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 thoughts and prayers, another shooting. Do you realize at some point people are like, okay, your thoughts and prayers are not working. Now, I know to say that offends people, but I'm sorry. Enough with it. Just stop. So just, just stop. Just, let's just stop saying anything. Grieve. Weep with those who weep. Second, how about we stop arguing? Stop with the politics. Stop with the absolute insane foolishness in the wake of such horrific news and horrific tragedy. There was a report how crazy Fox News decided to handle it all. It's like bring out just every pundit in the world to start arguing about guns. The the kids' bodies had not even been removed from the school. Could you just stop? Now, I I guess on one hand, I should expect the world to do that kind of, the world's going to, because the world has nowhere else to turn, right? I mean, where's the world going to turn? They got to turn to politics. They have no answers. They have no, so they have, so, so I can understand why the world would do that. But as Christians, stop it. People are dead. And if you're all over social media arguing about guns, I'm sorry, you're part of the problem. Because now you just make Christianity and the church look like it's, it's about guns or whatever instead of about, I don't know, 
ministering to people who are hurting, bringing some kind of peace and comfort in a time of great tragedy. It's not a time for your stinking political arguments. It's not time for you to go, well, what about abortion? What about abortion? How about worry about the kids who are dead right there and just focus on that for now? It's the callousness. It's the, it's the uh, lack of humanity. Even in people, in the face of tragedy, there can, be, there, like, there can be no grief. There can be no brokenness. It just has to be argue, 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 argue. Utter foolishness. And it's so political. It's like, it's like even the church can't just get out of it. Can't, they can't even get out of the way of politics. So it's like, oh, there's tragedy. How do we respond? Politics. How do we respond? Politics. And, and, and sometimes it's just, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Just stop it. And number three, we must, as believers, absolutely face the reality of sin and evil in the church. We constantly sell Christianity like, hey, the world out there, it's ugly, it's horrible, it's so ungodly, it's so messed up, it's sexual immorality, it's the LGBTQ, it's this and this and this. In the meantime, the Southern Baptists had a list of like 700 you know, a, a list of like what seven hundred ab- uh, ab- abusive pastors who they were covering up and not doing anything about it, and treating women who were coming forward as sexual abuse victims as they being basically the evil ones. The church was acting in the most ungodly, evil way imaginable. But we always like, no, 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 no. It's the world, the world, the world. The world's ungodly. You come to Jesus and everything's great. Now you're godly. Now we don't do anything wrong. Now we're we have the moral authority. Now we can tell everyone they're wrong. We can tell Disney how messed up they are. We can tell the, uh, the gay community how messed up they are. We can tell everyone how wrong they are. Maybe we should stop pointing fingers at everyone and look at the utter total depravity and wretchedness and wickedness inside the church. And that's starting with me and you. Remember, it was the Southern Baptist Convention at one point wanted to boycott and, and go after Disney. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's let's go after Disney while women are being raped and children are being raped in our own Southern Baptist churches, and we're going to cover it up. Oh, yeah, but let's go after Disney. Let's act like we have the moral authority. Let's, let's worry about a movie. Let's worry about lyrics in a song while women are being sexually assaulted in our churches. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's, that makes us look just... Wonderful. We, we we so act like that you, you become a Christian. We just we we become morally better than everyone else. The sin, the depravity remains inside of us. So number one, stop the thoughts and prayers. Number two, stop the arguing and the politics and the foolishness in the midst of such evil and horrible tragedy and pain and suffering. Just stop all of that. 
If you are just known for your political arguments and your culture wars and all of that nonsense, and you're not known in any way, shape, or form as someone who's showing peace and mercy and love and comfort and, and, and ministry, then just, you, you, man, you, you've lost the plot. You're following the wrong narrative. And number three, we must absolutely face the sin and evil in the church, including in your life and in my life. And number four, we have to acknowledge in the face of such tragedy. We, and look, I didn't even put down what's happening in the Ukraine. I mean, we could, we could, I could have included that. Well, I just wanted to show you the, I wanted to book in the May 14th shooting, the May 24th shooting. And in the middle of that is May 22nd with the SBC report. It just, to me, that just what stood out here, horrible shooting, horrible shooting. In the meantime, the church is, I don't know, sexually abusing women and children. Okay. It just, it just, that just jumps out at me. So I wanted you to just see that correlation. We could add the Ukraine. We could add all the tragedy going on in the world we know. But, so here are the things I want you to remember. Number one, stop the thoughts and prayers. Number two, stop the arguing politics and foolishness. Number three, we must absolutely face the sin and evil in the church. We must face the sin and evil in the church. We must face the sin and evil in the church. We're not, we, I know Christians want to believe that we're somehow morally superior. We have some moral power that makes us better than everyone else. 2,000 years of church history has completely should have destroyed that idea. And we've got to understand that we are saved by an imputed righteousness, but in practical righteousness, we, we are at fall short over and over and over. In many cases, we look no better than the world. In some cases, we look worse. Look at the church at Corinth, right? We could just go on and on throughout history. Number four, we must acknowledge the pain, confusion, and difficulty faced by a theistic perspective. We must realize that a theistic perspective, a, a, a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, a God-focused perspective can lead to much pain, confusion, and difficulty when faced with such horrible tragedy. I know in a Christian's mind, I don't know what the problem is. No, you, you don't understand. There is a great problem because they want to know where your God was. They want to know where your God was, where their child was being shot to death in a school. They want to know where your God was when a 14-year-old was being raped by her pastor. They want to know where your God was when a woman is being sexually assaulted by a pastor in the church. They want to know where you were when a Christian denomination was covering up pastors who had sexually abused to protect themselves and protect, protect the bottom line more than protect people. They want to know where your God was. The God you want them to pray to, the God you want them to turn to for comfort, they want to know where that same God was when all of these horrible tragedies were unfolding. You have to acknowledge and, and understand their pain and their confusion and the difficulty that they may face. You have to understand that. And it's like whenever you start talking this way, Christians get very uncomfortable and they get very mad. But you've got to stop with that. You, if you can't see, well, that would not raise some questions. It raises questions inside of me. These little kids were just days away from summer vacation and the dead, dead. Now, we have to acknowledge the difficulty with it. We have, we, we can't just, I, 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 
I, I don't understand why Christian, speaking of school bus just drove by. School, that's a school bus dropping off little kids right there behind me. They're all excited, getting ready for their summer vacation. But there's some kids in Texas that, not, nope, they're not getting off the school bus today. They didn't even go to school today because they died in their classroom yesterday. It's like the church, it's like we just pretend like everything's wonderful. Everything's great. Everything's awesome. And we can't, and it's like if anyone starts bringing up these questions, we get defensive. Why do we get so defensive? Why do we feel like, how dare you raise these questions? How dare you express such pain? How, you, how dare you express, you got to stop that because these are reasonable questions. These are reasonable struggles. These are reasonable difficulties. And guess what? You don't have an easy answer. And you go, oh, no, no, I've got a good theological answer. Go for it. Go for it. Whatever theological answer you come up with, it's not going to be satisfying. You can say, well, well, God had to give everyone free will. He did? He had to give everyone free will, knowing that free will would lead to all of the horrible murder, rape, jaw molestation, and tragedy in the world, and he's allowed this to continue on, but he had to do it? That, and, but, but wait a minute. Does God ever intervene and override people's free will? Well, he seems to do that multiple times in the Bible, so why couldn't he have done it there, Right? The sovereignty of God. Well, God is sovereign. Well, nobody, I, I completely agree with that, but that doesn't mean that, and his sovereignty, so he He sovereignly did not do anything about these situations. No matter which way you go, it leads to difficulty, and you've got to just acknowledge it. And you know what? Sometimes don't argue. Sometimes just to, just be quiet. Let the person express the pain, the anger, the frustration, and just love just try to minister. Just try to just not say a word. Number one, stop the thoughts and prayers. Number two, stop the arguing, the politics, and the foolishness. Number three, we must absolutely face the sin and evil in the church. Number four, we must acknowledge the pain, confusion, and difficulty faced by a theistic perspective. And number five, this is one thing, this is my struggle. I, I very much struggle with number four because I have the same questions other people have, and I have the same pain and the same difficulty, the same pain and difficulty other people have. But, at, but number five, I also very much connected to number five. I, I do realize that in some ways, in my mind, it's only a theistic perspective that seems to offer any real reasons. I mean, what, what you'll hear is, what's wrong with people? What's wrong with our world? What's wrong? The, the, at least from a biblical perspective, a God-focused perspective, I do understand what's wrong. It's called depravity. Now, I don't understand why God would create a world where he knew depravity. I mean, we could get into all of the philosophical problems theism still presents, but at least within a Christian perspective, I understand the total evil and depravity of human nature, which means our, our world is constantly going to be filled with this pain and death and destruction destruction and sin in the church, outside the church, and me and you, at least I can understand it in some way. You think after, if you throw out God, you think after all of these years of human evolution, quote unquote, if you believe, if we throw out a theistic perspective, well, well, if I throw out a theistic perspective, then it even becomes difficult to even truly claim something is evil, 
right? Something is only morally wrong as a society determines it's morally wrong, but the society can change their because there's no transcendent morality. So if I throw out God, I don't really have a basis to say something is evil. I don't really have a basis. It just becomes a very subjective thing. And I don't even have a reason why after all of these millions of years of evolution, we, we can't evolve to a perspective where we stop killing and murdering and raping and molesting and doing all these horrible, evil acts. And we just can never seem to even live up to the morality that our, our own society comes up with a morality and we can't even seem to live up to that. At least theism offers me some kind of a reason. I don't know what else to say. I, I, I really don't know what else to say. The, the SBC report. Man. I, I'm still trying to process that. I read pages of that and I've just, I'm, I don't even, I, I, I cannot even, I can't even grasp what the world, the, the Southern Baptist Convention was doing. I can't even wrap my mind around it. I don't even know what to say. The whole convention, the whole denomination to me is just morally bankrupt and corrupt. It's just, I don't even know, I don't even know what you do with that. I don't even know if anything will be done. I don't know if the, I don't think anything will be done. And and the Southern Baptists, I hate to say it, they benefit from this horrible shooting in Texas because the focus is on guns now. The focus is on you know what to do for school. That's the fo- everyone's forgotten about the SBC. That that story was about to finally reach kind of critical mass and it was going to start getting uh, all this attention, but everyone moved on. Everyone just I mean the Southern Baptist thing will be forgotten. I, I mean Today's Wednesday. I don't even know if it's going to be mentioned come by by Friday. It's going to be guns and shooting, guns and shootings. It's going to it's going to go back to that midterm election. Are we going to support people who want to ban guns or or or, or have gun restriction? It's going to turn into all. And the Southern Baptist Convention is just going to kind of escape it. Maybe maybe when the convention meets in what three weeks, two weeks. Maybe they'll have to deal with it. Maybe then the story will come back to light. Maybe maybe it will be able to be brought back to light. But I, I, I don't even know how you process that. The world is filled with evil, and, and, and we know that. And then here's the church. <laughs> Do we have anything to offer the world? We think we have the right to offer the world our morally our moral authority to tell them how wrong they are. Clearly, at some point, we got to maybe realize maybe we're not as morally superior as we think we are. And then the shootings, I just man, it's the same. It's it's like a broken record, horrible shooting. Now, you know, watch, there's going to be conspiracy theories already attached to it. You watch Alex Jones. I have, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid to even hear what he's had to say about the nonsense because it, it will, it, it will just, oh, it will be horrible. Um, but it's just going to be, it's horrible shooting, thoughts and prayers, debate, 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 debate. Nothing happens. Then uh, throw in some conspiracy theories, boom, and then another shooting. Re- thoughts and prayers, debate, 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 debate. Okay, nothing happens. Throw in some conspiracy theories, another shooting. 
Another shooting, thoughts and prayers, debate, 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 nothing happens, conspiracy theories, another shooting. I'm just going to stop. Those are five thoughts that I thought I would add to the discussion because everyone's going to have an opinion about all of these things. And I thought I would just group them all together because that's what, that's what bothered me. I guess what, I guess what bothered me the most was just the, the church, this horrible report comes out from the SBC right in the middle of these tragedies. And I've got Bibles all around me, but I don't even, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Don't even know what to read. Don't even know what, I don't, defeated, helpless, hopeless, depressed, discouraged, angry, mad. Stop the thoughts and prayers. Stop the arguing, the politics, and the foolishness. We must absolutely face the sin and evil in the church and in your life and in my life. We have to acknowledge the pain, the confusion, and the difficulty faced by a theistic perspective. And we have to realize that in some ways only a theistic perspective, a God, a Bible-based perspective, can really offer any real reason for all the evil and sin and ungodliness in the church and outside the church. You can email me, I guess, if you want to argue with me. I, it seems like the what Christians love to do right now. It's a good time to argue, right? Let's argue. Yeah, that's. I guess what some Christians will want to do, but you can go ahead and argue with me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Or feel free to post your disagreement on the YouTube channel um, if, you, if you want to do that. I, don't, I, I really don't know what else to say. All right, I'll stop for now. And uh, try to figure out what we do next today. I apologize if this uh, wasn't put together perfectly um, the last two days. Uh, the reason I, I kind of grouped all of these together is the last two days it, we had a giant lightning strike happen near here on Monday. And uh, the internet went down. And uh, I was able to use my cell phone here or there, you know, try to keep up with a little bit about what was going on in the world. It was my daughter who had to call me and tell me what the horrible shooting that happened here in Texas. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't turn on a microphone. I was going to drive to the church to do live broadcast, but we had storms in the area, in which I, that, that probably would have meant I would have lost power or the Internet at the church. So I chose not to do that. Um, and also, I just needed time to try to process everything, and I still don't have any good answers. I mean, I've been like just emotional wreck. Just an emotional wreck. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're thinking, ah, it's no big deal. I, I don't know how anyone could have those thoughts right now, but. All right, I'll stop there. Newsif at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening. God bless.